that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo Power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand off. Getting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player, and 64. You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'ma tell a hoe. It was all no love, I was. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World. This is episode number twenty-two, and we are still doing the Nicolas Cage trilogy plus one. Uh, we are now on the movie Con Air, and like always, I got my partner in crime, Shahid. What's going on, good sir? Hello, Jeff. <laughs> so we start. I'm just, I'm just perturbed that we only had one show together. Hopefully, we can do the best we can. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I could just imagine the comments you got like that. He really busts out his Sean Connery impersonation last week. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did have I did have fun doing that. I, I must admit. Oh, it's becoming a thing, which I'm really getting irritated by more and more. Uh, not by you. It's just the people like, oh, that dude, you're like so funny. I'm like, just tell him on Twitter. I'm like, go tell him. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> uh, well hilarious. the movie the movie con air is a movie that don simpson did not want any parts of <laughs> but after his passing jerry brookheim was like it's a go uh the movie was another budget of 75 million just like last week's movie and they made the box office with 224 million uh do you remember this time when this movie had came out, do you remember anything about this movie? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if I saw it in a movie theater or not. I know I saw it when it came out on like DVD. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Cause like this time, like I was thinking out the movies, like the ones we're doing, I know I saw face off in a the movie theater. I don't think I saw the rock in a the movie theater. I can't remember if I saw, Con Air in a movie theater. I know I didn't see. I think I saw Going in sixty seconds in a movie theater though. So it's like two of them I knew I saw, two of them I didn't. This was just a weird time because it's like you know, Nicolas Cage is doing his full transformation to Nicolas Cage action star, and it's one of these movies like you look at the cast, the characters. It's like this got a real stack, a real stacked cast. Stacked. Like people that were stars already people who used to be stars and people were like come you know on the come up and becoming stars um like i told somebody this is uh dream team 92 as far as actors and you know the 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 cast was just i mean just look who you had in it uh let's go down the list nicholas cage john cusack john malkovich steve, steve Buscemi, vin rains uh danny trejo Dave Chappelle. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And, man, Bubba Gump, McCulty Williamson, Rachel, <laughs> yeah. Rachel Tickinson from Total Recall, my man from Chronicles of Rick, Riddick, Nick Chinlin, like up, up and down the cast. Oh, and the woman you got where you couldn't afford Ashley Judd, Monica Potter. Oh, man. 
Yeah. Because they had her one. Because it was like, if it was a movie in the 90s and it was like a thriller or action movie and Ashley Judd wasn't in it, Monica Potter was in it. And this movie also holds to what I said. If you get Nicolas Cage around great actors and good actors, he's phenomenal. He is great. You know how we said last week, like, we couldn't think, like, only Keanu might be the only person that could play that character in The Rock. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody that could have played this in Con Air beside Nick Cage. Because it's like they combine, like, Patrick Swayze and Bruce Willis. Yeah, I don't think nobody else could have pulled this off. Nobody. At, the, at this time, no. He was the perfect. This, is, this, this role was meant for Nicolas Cage. This is Russell Westbrook in his triple-double MVP season if he won the title at the end of the season. Like, he he just, he gets the best lines. He gets the best jokes. He gets, like, the best scenes. It's just, like, it's just the Nick, all these good actors on here in this movie, and it's still the Nicolas Cage show. It's the Nicolas Cage show, and I think he just... I think they gave him room to breathe as far as his, you know, how, how he take his acting, I guess his method acting or whatever he is that he does. They let him say, okay, you just go be, do what you want to do. I yeah. Was, and guide you. it worked. Cause it's like, you know, it's not overbearing. He just does it. And it, it's hard to kind of explain it. Cause it's just ridiculous from the storyline to the accent, since everything's going on. And the movie works because you're rooting for Nicolas Cage because you like him. Like that's the that's why this movie worked because you like him. Let's put a pin in accent. But I can tell you who didn't have a good time in this movie, and that was John Malkovich, because from what he said or from what we got from IMDb is that they were rewriting this movie every day. Every day something had to be rewritten, and I can imagine the actor of his caliber having to deal with that. Now I'm pretty sure the check was big. And you know you do what you yeah. got to do, but uh, I mean he did a, he he did an awesome job and kudos to him. I can imagine how frustrated he was. And you think about like between him and John Cusack, you got some prickly people mm. that's kind of like kind of meticulous in it, and it kind of plays into their roles because you know John Malkovich just has this whole like he's on edge the entire movie. John Cusack just feel like he just put upon like why these people keep messing with me. <laughs> interesting thing about this is or what I find very just weird is John Cusack won't talk about this movie. It wasn't a flop. It wasn't like it was a flop. And people actually do enjoy this movie for what it is. And I'm just surprised that he he just doesn't talk. He won't talk about he, it. He has said if they ever did a sequel, he'd be interested in doing it. That's the only thing he said. And the only other thing you heard about him on the set is like Danny Trejo said that like, yeah, John Cusack was the toughest guy on set. Which is still just insane to me just to think about all those other actors around that he is the <laughs> one. But it's, it's kind of yeah. believable because it's the quiet ones and the ones that you would never think. I mean, he he's played it's you know, John Cusack had a very interesting role because this was like Breakfast Club level John Cusack up until this. And then just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's just done everything. So like, did you see that movie with Jackie Chan and him, Dragon Blade? Yes, my wife made me watch it. Yes, and I'm like, 
they got a, a Roman general somehow made it to China, and he's on a run running from Adrian Brody. And I'm like, <laughs> who, who thought of this? And it actually made like a good amount of money. I actually watched it when it came on TV. I'm like, this storyline makes no sense. And John Cusack just played it. You know, he played it to the hilt. So this wasn't like a sleepwalking John Cusack role, which you've gotten some of those. This was kind of like, you know, I may not like this movie, but I'm going to do this movie. So I embarrass my, myself in front of John Malkovich and Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just wish one day, you know, he would just be like, this is what this is what happened or this is why I never really wanted to talk about. Because it just I'm pretty sure people that interview him, especially around. Not around that time, but maybe after that time, five or ten years later, hey, you know, they want to talk about it, but he's just like, don't ask me anything about it. Maybe he was mad because as a proponent of the justice system, he saw how horrible Cameron Poe got treated. Now let's get back to Cameron Poe. We put the pen in accent. What type of accent was that? That was not Mobile, Alabama. That was something off the wall. That's an accent that was somehow I I have no idea. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Maybe he watched X Men. Like, you know what? Let me let me try to be pretend I'm Gambit. It sounded, but slow it down a little. But slow it down a little bit. It just sounded like he had a slow talk, and his nose he he was he was just congested. That's all it sounded I, like. I talk something like this. There's Trisha. I am here in my cell, counting down the days till I see my baby bird. Just everything was <laughs> just everything was just slow and, the, and you know what it was? It never broke. It wasn't one of those where he had the accent that he stopped. Oh or no. Accent, or the accent dropped when he got upset. Like, no, he he was on, he kept that accent like from beginning to end. So I would give him credit. Like, I don't know where he got that dialect from, but he put a hundred percent in it. And trust me, when people think about this movie. That's the first thing to remember is that accent. You sure? Because anybody, anytime somebody say something about Connor to me, I just think about the hair. Oh, that's the second. That's the second thing is the hair, and then the somehow like remember how Nicholas Cage looked previous, and even remember how Nicholas Cage looked in The Rock, and then you see Nicholas Cage now, and he run around with a tank top almost the entire movie, and that's not by accident. Oh no, he was in game shape. He he wanted to show it off. Like he was like, I'm I'm on my Pilates, I'm doing my CrossFit, my Jesus push-ups, whatever works, I'm I am ready for this. And I'm like, it worked. Like he he definitely looked credible as an action. Like this movie works because Nicolas Cage makes the movie work. And it's funny laughing at that type of intensity now, but then it's like it it worked. Oh, it most certainly did. It most certainly did because even no matter what you say about Nicolas Cage, when he takes on a role, he is invested in that role. Now I can't speak for now, you know, as far as his movies, but then he was invested. No, he's like even they had a behind the scenes thing like into the Spider Verse, and they showed a whole breakdown him doing the lines. It's the same Nicolas Cage because okay. he was a hundred. He was a hundred percent invested in there. Like he was doing take after take and breaking out his mindset. Like this is the type of guy that's seen loss, smokes six packs of cigarettes a day, and I'm just trying to wrap my brain around. It. I'm like, he's doing this for an animated movie where he's like a side character. 
And he had a whole backstory and mindset on there. And it was like, it got to the point where they just let him just keep doing take after take, even if they didn't want to use it because it was just so enjoyable. No, it's the same to Cage. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Because, you know, I think the stigma became, you know, oh, it's a straight-to-DVD movie. And, you know, that that was that was a, a somewhere, what, maybe five years ago, or maybe ten years ago, that was, that was a really taboo bad thing. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, your career is over if you do it straight. But now it's like, no, because yes, they you have, do it. You do it in between movies. Yeah, you do it like look at look at people going on the streaming services now. Like, so yeah. it's 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 not a taboo. And it's different between him and Bruce Willis, where it's like Bruce Willis just stopped caring after what Looper. Might have been the last movie, and like, like, cause I see him come up like a whole bunch of Netflix and Amazon Prime movies. Like, oh, he did another movie with Henry Cavill, <laughs> playing his playing his dad, like as a XCI agent, just sleepwalking through the movie. Like, he just Bruce Willis reached a certain point, and he just stopped caring. Like, just cut the check. I, Nicholas Cage, no matter what he's in, is would never be like half assing anything. And I forgot who tweeted us and said we should watch Mandy, and I had. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'll give it a shot eventually. I got it on Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard good things. Yeah. That's the reason. I, that's the reason why I got. It. I also heard it was a wild movie, so maybe that might be like a bonus edition. Yeah, that 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 will should be interesting. But um, nothing else. Let's just get with the story to the movie. <laughs> uh, Cameron Poe. Honorably discharged Army Ranger is wrongfully, unfairly <laughs> convicted of manslaughter and does 10 years. On his way to finally getting freedom, he hops on a ride with some of the world's or America's deadliest criminals being transported to a brand new Supermax. And apparently, shit happens because they escape and take over the plane. Mm-hmm. And with and for some dumbass reason, because he wants to be a hero, Cameron Poe, working together with Vince Larkin himself, tries to save the goddamn day. Perfect. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that 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 that's pretty much it right there. Um, and it sounds silly. It really does sound silly, but it just worked. It just worked. Yes. And it, it definitely worked. And it's kind of like, it's one that we talked about before we did show. Like, it's one of the movies, like, you have to enjoy it for what it is because they ain't making it now. Like, it's no. it's a lot. Of, it is some stuff in here that ages very, very, very poorly, mm-hmm. to put it out. Put it mildly. Like, it's a lot of, you know, people make fun of jokes. It's a lot of problematic shit that is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those kind of like, it's a product of his time. Yeah. And it's almost, I think I watched it twice. I watched it uh, last, well, I tried to watch it last night, but I watched it again this morning. And it's just like, I wonder how this would play on like a, a TBS now. Like, what would they keep on it? Would they just play the whole movie or would they take certain things out? Because you know they already take stuff, they already take stuff out already just to play it on TV. Um. Yeah, a lot of Dave Chappelle stuff will be taken out when it's showing up on TBS or TNT. You know why that is? Because they let Dave uh-huh. Chappelle get up there and just rough. He did not have to go by the script at all. And it's, yeah, we'll get into that. So let's just start. 
<laughs> at the beginning. And you was wondering about that. Okay, so we get the introduction break about the Army Rangers and the whole credo is kind of like, you know, they never leave a soldier behind. You serve America well. And, of course, this comes back later in the movie. You see Cameron Poe coming to this bar on a boat. Tugboat. Uh, was it a tugboat or a rowboat? <laughs> I thought it was a tugboat, but it might have been a rowboat. They just, what, he got a ride on, like, a battleship? And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he came like, with a tugboat, like, yeah, a, a bat. And I'm like, yeah, this is this type of movie. I'm like, what is going on? Why is he on a little-ass boat? He couldn't even be on, like, a Greyhound bus. Mm-hmm. Was that was that bar on a, that bar wasn't on an island. So anyway, it's there. And you see Trisha Pro, pregnant, bartender, oh, there, oh. trying to do her job. Wait, wait a minute. She's six months pregnant and not showing one single sign of being pregnant. That's how I work in the movies. Yeah, you don't okay. Start, you don't start showing until it's like month eight. No. It, what happened was, hey, put on this pregnant suit. Fuck that. I'm not putting on that suit. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you. She could have put she could have put a pillow under her thing. I don't know why they whatever. So they have that. And she's being harassed by these rednecks. And it's funny. It's amazing to think about that now, about how much we revere the troops. But back then, people were not loving the troops. Ooh, not at all. It was not one of those, like, thank you for your service. Like, what do you say? Because of pussies like you, we lost Vietnam. That dude was mad. He's trying to he's trying to mack on this girl and her baby daddy home. is like, oh, look at this ad. Like, he think he did. You think you better than me, camera Poe? You got your little uniform on? You think you some war hero? We drink from the same bar, son. Like, they, he just is not. He mad for no damn reason. He mad because his life turned out the way it is. You know, you know how I go. And Cameron there, you know, dancing with his baby bird. Embarrassing about, you know, putting his ear next to her belly and all that. The dude's talking that trash. Poured a barrel, you know, basically like. Did they poured a barrel on him? No, no, no. They basically they, they wanted to, you know. Again, yeah. he, he had that look on his face. It's like, no, don't be that guy again. And then you realize, I guess, back in the day, Cameron Poe was kind of like, you know, he was into some stuff, which is why he probably joined the army in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they go outside about to leave in the rain, and then all of a sudden, you know, they want a rematch. Drive away. No. He why you get out the car? No, 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 no. He didn't get out the car. Remember, he put her in the car. And they came from around that cage and was like, hey, war hero, whatever. They said something. Get in a drive away. Get in the damn car. Or oh, you're right. Which, run them over to your car. So anyway, they have a fight. It's, you know, they get a few licks in. Then camera pull. Remember, you know, yes, I was trained by the government. And then the dude pulls the knife out. Camera, and this, okay. As a medical professional, I'm kind of dubious to this because when I first fought them, I was like, oh, that's realistic. And then I heard Mob Deep rap about like, you know, punch your, br- you know, stab your brain with your nose bone type move. Mm-hmm. And now like the older I guess kind of like, yeah, I don't think I seriously doubt that's how it really works. <laughs> Just from like, you know, from remembering like pharmacy school and anatomy, it might. It might not. That's I would say to say to be determined if this works in real life. But anyway, he gives, you know, the virtual fighter two palm thrusts, kills the man. And then I didn't notice this until like the fourth time I watched it. The dude, gra- the other guy grabs the knife and runs. Mm, I never noticed that. Yeah, because the whole thing and it makes partial sense later on why that 
we'll get to that. And it's like, oh, Cameron, this man's dead. You killed him. <laughs> Trisha! He in the rain <laughs> when it was happening. And then they go to court, and this is when I just get pissed. Okay, before we get there, i got to say this, because me and you are going to hash it out. Cameron Pro is an elite ranger. He's the best of the best. He is not a private. Where did he get this cheap-ass lawyer from? And it's making me mad even now thinking about it more and more. This man came home on a rowboat like he was Gilligan. <laughs> so obviously he ain't he ain't he don't got no money. It, no, 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 because that may have been his only transportation, uh, the transportation around where he lived at in Mobile to Wait, get where he needed to go. I'm sorry, they're in Mobile, Alabama. They weren't. We were not talking about Cambodia like he Rambo. <laughs> it's 1997 though. You gotta think about it. Alabama ain't that bad. I know Alabama's considered like I'm backwards, you. but a boat. He probably flew out and had to drive somewhere to get on the um, tugboat. That boat didn't have a motor. <laughs> that he was on. So yeah, camera. And I saw the car. They was now like I don't know. Maybe he had some you know paying for wife number one, Alabama. I have no idea. He ain't rich. Listen, Cameron, he's he's well off enough not to be dealing with his wife's cousin or whoever that lawyer was. Yeah, you know, the world may never know. But anyway, this whole thing is like, you know, plead guilty, do the time. I will not plead guilty. I mean, you go ahead. They got you, you know. They didn't find a murder weapon because the guy took – they didn't find a weapon because the guy took the knife. Just like, you know, you're talking about seven to ten years, you know, plead guilty. Get sentenced to four. You do no more than two. No more okay. than one. No more than one. That's right. You'd be out. Okay. You don't pull please out your ass. This is normally kind of like I've talked to this with the judge, and this is what we come out to. We've watched enough law shows oh. to know this is how it works. Like, you just ain't this whole, well, you know, I think you can just get one. Because me, you know, me and the judge, we went out to the bar last night. We was thinking about it. You know, I, I let him win the last game of spades. Like, this want to work this out for you. Planet, like, no, don't worry about it, Cameron Poe. You're a war hero. You'll be just fine. So Cameron Poe, even though he had enough pride to be like, no, he's like, you know what? I got a, I got a child on the way. I got a wife. Let me, one year I can handle one year. And what did judge do? <laughs> Because you are considered a deadly weapon. You are not subject to the laws of normal men. And you cannot use self-defense as a credible defense. We are sentenced to no to at least seven to ten years. Seven to ten. And Trista start crying and you see the cutscene. I'm like, okay, this if this was like an extended edition, you see Cameron Pope murdering the public defendant. Because I'm like, this in America in the South. A war, you know, a military hero that defends his wife getting seven years. Seven years. This is not. This come on, man. Come on. This, this and this ain't Wesley Snipes. This like, is this, ain't, this is Cam, this is Nicholas Cage. He's white. Cameron, well, he's white. <laughs> he he's is a, white. He's a white army ranger that defended his pregnant wife in a three hundred one fight, and he gets what? <laughs> what type? Boy, I know that Clinton law bill was that law bill was tough, but damn, Oof. like that's it's tough. You know, when I first watched the movie, I thought that was weird. 
And then I got older and rewatched. I'm like, nah, this is some goddamn nonsense. It ain't no way. No. And then other people who watched this watched this movie said the same thing. I'm like, I'm glad it's not me. It is no way in the world Cameron Poe is at least he he might get probation at the most. If they have it now, he get a medal. He go on Fox News. <laughs> and it's true. It's funny, but it's true. There's no way he should be able to serve in '17, even in 1997, even in Mobile, Alabama. That that I just don't get the writing. But hey, I guess they figured it's a movie. We gotta he, get we gotta get here somehow. Yeah. So anyway, he's there. He's writing his letters. There's Trissa. I'm trying to adjust myself to life behind bars. Unfortunately, they're not as cuddly as you, but life finds a way. You know, see him doing the push-ups and the pull-ups, tricep workouts. You know, seeing him make friends with Baby O himself. Oh, Baby O. Bubba, Bubba Gump himself, McKelty Williamson, whining about his damn insulin. <laughs> Stop, eat, men- Stop eating them damn snowballs and you'll be fine. Black men don't take care of themselves, so of course he needs some damn boy. This play different twenty nineteen too. He'd have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like five hundred dollars a bottle these days in the United States. So anyway, yeah. it's showing him, you know, a dad writing letters, writing, you know, his girl found his daughter finally grow up. You know, I hate school. Such and such got black teeth and bullied me. Don't worry about them. Some kids just do things like that. Just focus on school. You need to learn. And then he finally gets the letter to go home, you know, showing it to Baby O. Baby O, like, I wish I'm getting that. <laughs> I guess Baby O ain't getting out no, no time, time soon. You'll get your so, day. <laughs> here's the thing. So he's on the, okay, what did Baby O do? Because Cameron Poe just getting a ride for some reason. It's to go. Everybody else is kind of like, you know, worse of the worst. Get, you know, or kind of like at least super criminals at the very least. I'm not sure. That's, that's. Like he said, it'd be a long time before I see something like that. So I don't know what he did. I mean, he wearing a do rag twenty four seven. He got diabetes, so yeah, he wasn't a Black Panther. Let's put it to you yeah. that way. Yeah, uh, he's probably, probably embezzled from Bubba Gump. Hey, you know, and another thing about this movie, I'm getting it and just thinking about it now. So we got a black diabetic, a black crackhead. Never mind. You already know. Oh, you wondering how black? You wonder how minorities are pictured in this movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too. So anyway, they you know they get a rot. They about to be free. I'm going home, son. <laughs> They'll be getting all juicy on me. <laughs> and then we get introduced to Vince Larkin, John Cusack, and his associate professor Spiffy ass. He's just always kind of like John. Q- John Cusack's always like. I'm not a genius, but I'm smarter than everybody in the room. And I know that you know I'm smarter than you. And I don't pretend that I want to pretend to be humble, but not really. He's just got this air about him like, you know, I'm better than this, but I'm still a little nice. Mm-hmm. Like a nicer Jason Bateman. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that works. You know, and he's there and the girl flirting with him. They breaking down the whole thing. Like, you know, United States Marshal Service, vigilant, such and such. And then talking about the flight. And then you get the, you know, the whole murderous role, the best criminals. Mm, mm, mm. The so best, who's the, the first? So who's the first one we get? Nathan Jones, Diamond Dog, Ving Rams in the middle of his run. 
Yeah, Vin Reigns had a hell of a run too, man. Hell of a run. He had a nice run. Like he still, it's like, like he still. He had a because it was like this. Um, he probably did like one of the Mission Impossibles, uh, strip tease. He probably like um, did he play Don King yet? Did he? He he may have. I remember like. It was either before. It was around this time. It was like he had a run when he was yeah. like in a lot of stuff. So it was like General or the Black Gorilla family. Okay, now that's the next black person is damn near a terrorist. And I, the only reason I heard of the first time I heard of Black Gorilla family was from Ice Cube's um, Death Certificate album. We talking about how he couldn't, yeah, yeah, how, right. he couldn't get, how he couldn't get snitched because he get killed by them. So yes, so it's like you know he what did he he blow oh. The basis aspects of the white race. How you know what? How funny is that now? How people look at NRA, it's like, you know, Diamond Dog will probably be a hero. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they have a parade for him. (laughs) Diamond it's funny how this movie plays so much differently in 2019 on both good and bad reasons. Like, oh, and then Jackie might do, oh, it's talks for Denzel to play him in the movie. Like he's just so just kind of like uh, I just, just when he said, his nose at, at the thought of that. When it, when he when he said, I just felt like did they ask Denzel to be in the movie? And he said no. <laughs> they just threw this in there. I mean, it's kind of like Denzel. By, by, by that time, Denzel Fire had an Oscar. He already went for Glory, mm. and already and already got nominated for Malcolm X. Like so, people Denzel was that black person that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just easy to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And if Diamond Dog was a real person, Denzel probably would have played him in the movie. Oh, I get that. <clears throat> and then you got my man, Billy Bedlam, William Bedford. Man, this 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 cast is insane. Nick Chinlin himself from Chronicles of Riddick and some other stuff. And the only the first man that knew Cameron Poe was up no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he yep. knew. <laughs> what did he do? He called his he called his wife cheating. Didn't kill his wife. Went across town. How many how many towns across did he go? Couple towns across. Mm-hmm. Killed their entire family, including the dog. Hey, <sighs> now you know R it's different. Like you know, it's R and B scorn <laughs> when you just leave and you might. Cut off the charge cards and don't shoot them because they got the links coat on. There's rap scorn when you leave and knock down her sister mm-hmm. or her best friend. And then it's country music scorn where it's like, yeah, I killed her entire family and the dog. And Billy Bedlam was on his, his Billy Ray Cyrus tip. Oh, yeah. He definitely was listening to Garth Brooks. Yeah. So had to break down. And then the man himself, Cyrus the Virus Grissom. John Malkovich. It's a, just a super criminal. Like, basically, yeah. he's been alive 39 years. He's been in jail, like 24 of them. Got two degrees. So he's basically like a, when he's not basically being like the scum of the earth, he's a genius. He's a genius. Didn't know Cameron Pro was full of shit. Okay. Let's go. <sighs> it's because he, he probably, no, the whole thing is he didn't trust none of them. No, and he pointed out Jump Street, but it's like you know he had his eye on Cameron Poe. Like, oh, Cameron Poe's useful. He better than some of these jokers that's, that's around. He white, so I can trust him. So it's kind of like 
he should have known the jig was up, but he was focused on other stuff. And, you know, he's there. John Malkovich just – it's funny, like, seeing John Malkovich now and seeing him then. Like, the face hasn't really changed that much, but it's kind of like – he's almost like Christopher Walken is, where it's kind of like, you know, you know what you're getting from Christopher Walken now. Like, almost him just existing. You just start chuckling because it's almost like he's playing, like, an exaggerated version of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. like, sort of like how John Malkovich is now. And back then, John Michael still had, still had that steel, yeah. like you know, because he's not in, physically imposing. No, but he just looks dangerous. Like he does, you know, the haircut, the eyes, just this whole thing. Like, yeah, I can see him setting me on fire. <laughs> and he just got the jokes and this this whole sharp ass wit. So they're all there, and they're like, "Oh, who's camera for? He's a nobody." And then <laughs> Cole Meany, Agent Malloy, Chief O'Brien. Cole Meany. What did somebody say on Twitter? What did they say? He was a fake. Uh, what did they say? Gene Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> a, dollar, a dollar general Gene Hackman. Yeah. Which is it. insult to Gene Hackman. <laughs> I would never put them in the oh. same sentence together at all. And I like Cole Meany. Like, I watch Star Trek The Next Generation. I watch Deep Space Nine. I watch Under Siege. So, Mr. No Front Lip himself. Colmini is fine, but he just a big swigging dick asshole yeah. coming on the sports car. He just making fun like he is looking at you know what? He's treating Agent Malloy like a millennial back when millennials weren't even a thing yet. Yeah, because he is really not for his shit and all that. He's, he's just like, what is he talking about and who is he? Precarious. I would have strangled him with my boot. Like he talked all these big words. He probably got recycled sandals, hugging trees. Like he just want. He probably just want to call him a whole bunch of slurs. Mm-hmm. Which in I don't see why they might as well have went all the way with it at this point in this movie. Well, they want you know they didn't want to go too bad because they had to come out of movie theater. So basically, the reason why he's there is because they have to get stuff on a drug lord, Francisco Sendino, and like he's getting transported. They got two hours and they trying to get a case. So they got the worst damn DA agent and I have ever seen <laughs> that have him on the cover to try to get this information. And this dude looks shaky from junk listen, street. Listen, my wife came in just when I was watching it, she said Oh damn! Look how hard he's sweating. He's telling on himself already. I never noticed how hard he was sweating when he was sitting in the um, airplane. I'm like, oh yeah, damn. He was, he was sweating from Jump Street. Like he's all smirking, like I got this and everything. <laughs> and like, nah, he ain't got this. And they give him the gun. You know, they're supposed to have the gun. And it's like from the second you see him, it's like he. What the Joker say? I know the squirrelers when I see him. And point yeah, yeah like this squirrel. man was a, he's a squirrel, like he's gonna crack under pressure. So anyway, they all on the plane. Oh, they finally get on the plane, and then pinball Dave Chappelle. Oh, pinball! This they is, didn't know what they had with Chappelle. This is Dave Chappelle before Dave Chappelle was a thing. Hmm. He was a thing, but he was on that like, oh yeah, I've heard of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he's kind of funny. And, you know, put him in a movie, you know, here and there. Yeah, but he wasn't like, I'm Jay Chappelle star. Yeah, he I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, Jay Chappelle to come up and it's like, you know, we give you some lines and stuff. And you can tell they didn't know what he had because he's not in the movie that much. Nope. If they know when he'd been in there longer, he just, 
cutting jokes and everything and just cutting a whole bunch of jokes you cannot say about like the stuff with the, the native jokes <laughs> I, I just felt like oh yeah this is like you know it's always weird when you hear black people be bigots because we can't get you know we can't get the more high ground because like yeah you know you can't be saying this you know how they be talking about yeah. us what's going on it's like yeah this is over there like how oh my man <laughs> Don't, don't go all sitting bull on me. No, he said, don't get all bended knee over. Oh, like, like, awesome. I'm like, no, no you can't do can't that. Do and they they on the plane, and Billy Bellum's in his cage because like the super criminals got their own cage, and he mm-hmm. see Cameron Foley's like, she's looking at punk, and Cameron Foley's looking at, ain't nothing. I'm just admiring you in your cage. It fits you just fine. And it's like, yeah, camera Poe just, you know, we have to just establish he is, has so many jokes. Nicholas Cage is just cracking jokes nonstop, like Southern Deadpool, basically. He, oh yeah, it's just, even when it's not supposed to be a joke, I think some of them hit his jokes just because of his delivery and how serious he is in saying it. I'm just like, what? It is just like, okay, man, I'm going with this. Yeah, he's just there, you know. He makes sure he wants to get home. Oh, when he make um the joke with Chief, you know, Garfield's own, like you know, ain't no contraband. No, he had the pictures, like just make sure I get that back. You say something to me? You heard me. You heard me. <laughs> I'm like, he said okay. this old smile. He had this little <laughs> soft smile and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, Cameron Poe was a pimp. He flirt. He basically like semi flirting with Guard Bishop. Rachel Ticketson, thank you. Which is kind of, my, I've been, I've been I remember her from. I remember her from Total Recall. That's where I remember her from. I'm trying to think. And I, she was the girl that basically, like you know, that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger got with when they got to Mars. Okay, okay. You know the one that wasn't the one. It's funny. It was a movie with her and Sharon Stone when Sharon Stone was like on her Jordan dunk contest level. So yeah, I remember like she was in the fitness, she was in this movie. I and I remember seeing her anything else, and then all of a sudden she just popped up in this. So like, oh, I remember her, you know. And it's like you know, she just there doing her job, and it's like, you know, I'm fine with women guards, although on this dangerous plane, I don't know if I put them there, especially on a plane with Johnny Twenty Three. Almost forgot about him. Danny Trail. <sighs> Oof. You can go ahead. You can talk about him. Man, what do you say? Johnny 23 is basically called Johnny 23 because this man has raped 23 people and he has got hearts (laughs) tattooed on his uh, forearm. But he also says, if they knew the truth, I'll be called Johnny 600. What's in the hell? (laughs) Mira, he pointed his arm. On his arse, talking about you know twenty three hearts for all my bitches. Wow. I'm like, what is? And you know how bad it is. Even Cyrus looking down, like you know, I despise rape, rapists. They're like it, between the scum of the earth and that little white stuff that's stuck underneath your teeth. But in this case, I mean, like even they ain't messing with them like that. Like ain't no. That's the whole thing. Nobody got respect for rapists at all. Wow. 
Johnny 23. But before we get into the meat of what's about to happen, we have to really sit here because I asked you the question. I texted you the question. I have really had to know how did this plan come about? Because I keep trying to say if you had these super criminals, the ones in the orange suits, they don't have communications with each other. They don't have no way to communicate with each other. But Pinball was in on this, so I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. It's basically Pinball, Diamond Dog, and Cyrus. Pinball so, has on yeah, Pinball is just a regular population. He's just like with the regular uh inmates, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, him and Diamond Dog probably know of each other just because jail tends to be very segregated. And Diamond Dog is famous. Everybody knows who Cyrus is. So it's kind of like, and keep in mind, it's like, you know, even if you would, because like it's brought up, Diamond Dog normally wouldn't work with someone like Cyrus, but Sandino's paying him a whole bunch of money. Yes, to so it's like, it's like, all right, we getting paid, we go ahead and work this out. And, you know, what you have in jail? Time. You have plenty of time. Time. And keep in mind, they have established the point that Cyrus is extremely smart. This ain't just some guy like, you know, this ain't like I'm clever, like I'm on the wire. This like, and this ain't like I'm fake smart, like Stringer Bell. This is like I'm smart, smart, like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> well, true. And you saw that once they went to his jail cell. But I'm just like the communication. I'm just wondering how. And maybe I'm just digging too deep. You know, just let it be. I mean, they now that I doubt they in solitary confinement all the time. It's like you know, they probably knew each other. Oh, because um, it becomes an issue. Like who knows who? Because Billy Bell look at Cameron Poe, and later on, because I want to get to this point, he's talking about oh, so you say you're doing 20 years, huh? <laughs> so that so that meant you was in D block. So I saw Sheik Luch. I didn't see you. <laughs> Basically, like, you know, I was in D-Block. I never saw you, punk. Like, yeah. what's going on? And Cameron Poe tried to play it off. Like, you know, it was 800 people, and I ain't want to know 799 of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and that's what he, so we'll get, so this whole thing is kind of like, people knew each other, and people around each other. So, I could see, I could see, like, kind of like, it don't take that much planning, and you had enough time to do this. Well, more plan involved than getting this man his insulin. <laughs> let's not let's not forget he was screaming about his insulin like what the first what in the fifth or fifteen minutes. Yeah, when he was on the bus, I didn't get my shot last <laughs> night. <laughs> and we're only like twenty minutes into the movie, is my man ain't got his insulin yet. On the plane, make sure I get my shot. I need my insulin. <laughs> like, all right, Pookie, chill. Like, I know diabetes is important, but damn, like. That's the most ridiculous stuff. Like I can't move because <laughs> I get my insulin. They stepping on the needles. They drop the mile. Like every since, like a damn Looney Tunes thing. Like he just won his shot. Like it was just insane how much chill, this man was stepped over. Like, chill. <laughs> All right, come on. Hey man, it's my damn insulin. Shit. I mean, the, di- the diabetic community needs respect, and they're going through a lot right now. So I understand that now. But back then, I was just laughing, like, is it that serious? I mean, now that I know it's funny. As a pharmacist, I know it's definitely serious. But then I was just laughing. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can imagine that because me uh, having a friend with diabetes, I know how important the shots are. So then, you know, yeah, it was jokes then, but now as older, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is serious. And like you said, almost like $500, man, they making the killing off that. Oh, so I have a breaking news, and then we'll go back to it. Before we started the show, we were talking about wrestling, and we were wondering why a certain someone wasn't signed to WWE. And Santana Garrett, and apparently we spoke into existence because she signed with WWE. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So it's funny. It's like, you know, manifest, slim T, fit guy, whatever work, like speaking of existence. I waited till it said, it's not even 555. You're not just going to wait till all the numbers match before you say that. Though, anyway. Back to this. So they're all on the plane and the plant. Okay. So it's been. T- <sighs> what was the most unbelievable part of it? Pinball having the gasoline in his mouth with the, you know, with the string and basically like, you know, pulling out of his stomach or Cyrus and Diamond Dog having like pins embedded about what? Five inches underneath your palms. Really was I was I would say Dave Chappelle in the uh swallowing the thing. I don't know because you could like it looked like I thought they had like put some I don't know what they did, but I I could see that I could see criminals like doing that with pinball did that might that might backfire really bad. Yeah, he had a, it wasn't as he had a string wrapped around this bag and he's just uh, probably like a condom like gasoline. He and it's like you don't even know so he regurgitates it. And then the strings out, and he pulling out because he's been having conversations and everything's going on. And jokes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he just, you know, pulls the string out. And he's like, you know, if you get through this, don't take it personal. <laughs> ice, the, ice the man on fire. Oh, uh, and what does he say when he uh, lights him on fire? The last Mohican is burning. What are we doing? Seriously, what are we doing? This movie's insane. Yes, and then Diamond Dog escapes. He's <laughs> shouting a long bar while stabbing jokers. Uh, basically, it's, basically it's, I'm like, somebody's like, what's, let's find all the checkpoints of black in the 90s. Okay, crackhead, mm. diabetes, black gorilla family, Muslim. <laughs> like, let's just. That's all the black cast in Con Air. Yeah, and it's like I'm surprised nobody was rapping. Like it's just, and he's out there getting electrocuted by like five people, while Pinball trying to get to you know let Cyrus out. You know, Gar Bishop's doing her best, and okay, Dave Chappelle was was not lifting weights yet. No, so he probably like a buck ten soaking wet. Easy. It, it ain't no one else. Sally Bishop ain't like. Putting him in the coquina clutch and putting putting him to sleep. Oh, when she hit him in the back, I'm like, she should have just like broke saw broke a bone or something. He should have just went down. He's still standing and fighting. He elbow on her, head button and gets away. Cyrus gets out. The dude, you know, somebody gets away because one of the one of the pilots gets a gun. Of course, you come out the door. He gets shot. Three other guards get shot, and then it's like you know, I'm taking over the plane. Make sure you'll say he's like you know. Speak or the next or the next week you'll see the flies bust around your rotten corpse. 
It's like, oh, so this man's read some books. Yeah. Because it's one of those, the villains, like, you know, they're like a humanities, a humanities major in college. So they had that flowery speech, not just, not the whole, I'm just going to accuse, like, I'm going to make sure your desecrated body bounces off the turf five times. Like, only villains talk like that. Movie villains. <laughs> only only good movie villains talk like that. So anyway, they got they almost had the plane, and then Mister D agent just he didn't even blow a three one lead. He just he just blew. He never had the lead. He just gets the gun. Just everybody get your hands up. Sweating like I thought he needed some insulin. The way he was sweating. Where. In, in in any way, can you find out him winning this? He there was no and, he, and Nicholas Cage told him, "There's no way you're gonna get out of this and safe. There's no way for you to win." Jeff, he was DEA. You know what that means? Yeah, I know the what it most means. Cro- the most crooked man on the plane. Like he just was like rattled. And Cyrus, like you said something, you're like you know the next time you're gonna threaten me, make sure you get some human shield better. There's some human Negro crack, a Negro crackhead. Negro but he he called him a Negro crackhead in the '90s when we stopped saying Negro by like the '60s. Well, just hey, he could have went the other way. Let's just thank goodness he said that. Oh my God. And then he had a guard. He's like, You think I can't remember this bitch guard? I'm DEA. He's like, Shut up. Just sweating and shaking. She's like, Shoot him. Just shoot him. Yes. Camera pose, like, you know, calm down, Chief. This ain't going to work out right. You think I can't handle this? You think I can't handle this? He's like, You know, all right, I'm, I'm stepping back. I'm, I'm just saying, back. you know. This ain't gonna go well for you. He just chilling it like that, and then the dude on the side distracts him. He shoots the dude. Cyrus shoots him. He looks up. Poe just had his look like, I just told you to calm down. You still be alive, sweating but alive. Just look on his face, just shaking his head. And now he, Cyrus, got a new best friend. Like good work, Poe. And, 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 and what does uh, Baby O tell him? You just made best friends with Cyrus, the damn virus. Mm-hmm. Shucks. <laughs> and then they take over the plane, and then Lark is trying to figure out what's going on because, like, oh, it's just some turbulence. He like, I don't know, because he was kind of shaking out the whole. Like at first, it's kind of like you know, this is the Marshal Service. We do this all the time. Malloy was kind of shaking, like I don't trust these old sandal wearing jokers. This first time here, turbulence, like you know, his fighty sense going on. It's like okay. Let's see what's really going on. So I'm going to investigate and see what's going on with Cyrus. Goes back, you know, we'll give it to him later. So they, they start letting people out. Diamond Dog breaks down the plan, you know, got some stuff to do. You think you're free, you're not free. Let's get to work. Poe asking, you know, where they learn it, landing, you know, Carson City. What's in Carson City? We find out later. So basically, it's going to be they picking up, they letting off some prisoners and picking up some more. So this is Camera Poe's chance to escape. So he's trying to escape with Baby O because he still didn't get his insulin because he stepped on all the needles and you know he's just like I I need my insulin, I get my shot. It's just all wildin', so it's like, you know, he don't got me- Medicare Part D wasn't out yet, so it was like, you know, we're going to get off the plane, get your insulin, and be all right. And 
Cam, you know, go out and switch it off. Then kind of realize you need some white guys. And Baby O ain't white. He's like, what do you say? Take up to the local chapter of the NAACP. Ooh. Cyrus is so out of pocket. Oh, let's not forget how out of pocket he was to Pinball. Pinball was like, you didn't mean all that Negro <laughs> crackhead stuff. He said, give me the gun. Give me the gun? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes, I meant it. Like, he he meant that. And it's like, you know, we're going to switch the people off. And then Poe's plan was like, we're going to get off and say anything until you realize they taped them up because, like, you know, it's not that we don't trust you. It's criminals. It's criminals. Like, just in case. Like, Cyrus ain't dumb. Like, you know, he's like, he ain't, he ain't taking no chances. So it's like, oh, I want to stay. I realized I got 20 years. You know, I changed my mind. As you know, I, I just couldn't live myself. But I just get away from, you know, drink, you know, drink sipping and booty tipping and just, you know. He said it and so that's dry. What, like, you believe him right now? Okay. You know who didn't believe him? Billy Bedlam. <laughs> Not at all. It's the first time he looked. That's the second time because he already didn't like him from the beginning. And he's like, the white changed his mind. And then he started eyeball. So, anyway, they get somebody else. He realized, you know, by the time he get the tape off, he'll be dead from the, he'll be dead from not having insulin. Bishop will be dead from Johnny goddamn 23. He's like, Poe, don't be no. He's like, Poe, what are you doing? Stop being a hero. That ain't yeah, Army no Ranger. Like, like, that is me. I'm an Army Ranger. I don't leave people behind. So. They get to Carson City. You see Ramos, you know, you see Sandino down there. And then you see Steve Buscemi. Yeah. You and, you, and, you, and you know it's different because the music changed. Like, oh, one more special thing. Garland Green. And it's like, oh, and this would be interesting. Everybody is scared of him. Everybody. Even yeah. even Diamond Dog, like you sure, man? Like like he just looking like I don't know about this dude. I no nah, man. And it's like and it's funny. D, Steve Buscemi does not look tough at all. He just pale. He looks like um what's his name from Metal Gear Solid? They had the gas mask. Oh damn! Uh, name was on the tip of my tongue. Um, Psychomantis, basically. Pretty much. They can read they can read minds. Like you just see the skinny dude and he in a chair locked up. And they unlocking them from like they got these long ass sticks unlocked. Like they are taking no chance. The music just changed and he's just walking off slow. They all like give him a wide berth. They're like, who is that? The Scarlet Green, man. God. The Marietta. That's the Marietta Mangler. You know how you know how dangerous you ought to be with all these other masks from like, nah. I ain't, I ain't messing with him. Life. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a criminal and all, but I ain't on his level. He's he's like Omega level criminal. Put <laughs> mm, your people up and down the eastern seaboard. Say he made the Manson family like the Partridge family. And what is what this campo? Well, he picked the right flight. <laughs> just all dry, just cracking jokes. Like he just all nine plus, and it's like you know. And then they figure out that you know. That they switch. It's like, you know, those guards, you know, those guards ain't guards. They can't stall them. How is he going to stall them? Just shoot them. He's just talking like, oh, we're just waiting. You know, oh, there's a lot of dust here. Spitters and shitters, you know. <laughs> he realized what's going Did on. Did anybody on. talk like that in 97, spitters and shitters? Maybe Swamp Thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Swamp. So, because somebody else going there, he gets on the plane. 
takes out the transponder with him. Oh, so you swamp thing? Yeah. You fly the plane? Yeah. It's amazing what you white trash people know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he knew what he was. Like it, he like it's funny swamp thing. Like you know this dude racist as hell. He probably don't even have black socks, Ooh. and he's still likable. Yeah. He was just. He, he was the hair. He, he was he was just hey man he was he's about to be free so it just didn't matter at that point. Yeah, so they get on the plane, they escape, and then all of a sudden Vince Larkin found out what's going on. Because after because I'm trying to figure out this is before or after he goes to the cell and he breaks down like the the secret message in the Bible. Mm, I think it's, it's like during it's like right around as it's happening, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he tells them don't touch anything because he breaks down like, oh, they're going something happening in Carson City, so he's like, don't touch nothing. And what do the guards do? Touch it like idiots. And what? And what happens? Boom, boom, bomb, blows off. No, no edge behind. Almost decapitates Vince Larkin. You We're know, like a damn air conditioning fan. You forgot uh, somebody else who. Uh, popped up at Carson City, City, and that was Sally Can't Dance, another problematic person that wouldn't be in this movie. Until. You know, I I didn't bring that character up with good reason because this is still during the day when we like we laughed at gay people, and this was just played for like I was. It was cringy when it came out. Okay, so good. I, we can just we can just veto. We don't have to talk about any of those. I mean, it's just like it was. What's there to talk about? It was it was bad then. And oh, it was most definitely bad then. It was bad then. And we a lot more enlightened now. Even back then, I'm like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> like this is not this is not it. Cause it's just so over the top and everything. And yeah, so yeah. they escape. They figure out, you know, Cyrus tossed the Larkin, like, you know, your boys are on me in Carson City. How do you know? And then dumbass Malloy about to blurt out the truth. <laughs> and Larkin had to shut him up. He's like, you know, one of the guards picked a heart attack. You know, you know, that's how we knew. And Cyrus knows he's lying. Can't prove it. He knows something though. After he makes jokes about, oh, Agent Malloy, sorry about your agent. Oh, bloody. <laughs> he did his little, this little song about the agent lost his bladder on the <laughs> airplane. <laughs> You know, because camera pulls, you know, he asked, like, what's going on? Where are we going? Learning airfield, such and such miles. There you go. Now you know. Because, like, why you want to know? It's like, well, I'm risking my life. I deserve to know. Hey, yeah, Vin Reigns. Hey, Vin Reigns didn't like him either. What you need to know for? <laughs> I mean, because think about it. Everybody else is chilling. They just there for the run. I'm free. I'm not thinking forward. This guy got a lot of criminals don't trust criminals that's inquisitive. Why you got all these questions? Why you care? Yeah, he like this is my life too. Like I'm just I don't know y'all. I mean I know y'all by reputation. Like y'all bad news. I got the right that Cameron Poe didn't justify like asking. He just got a lot of balls for actually asking. Mm-hmm. They answered him too because so, Cyrus Cyrus kind of likes the guy, so he answered him. Yeah, so they figure out what's going on. Malloy's gonna handle his own ways. Like I'm getting some damn attack choppers. God damn, like, Malloy, you know, like you gonna shoot the plane down? Like you had your chance. Shut up. Listen, 
this is this is where we get to the conversation of the DEA and U.S. Marshals. Who was worse in this movie? Um, I would say because you gotta think <laughs> the DEA was originally the U.S. Marshals end up being worse by the end. Ah, okay, we thinking the same thing. Yeah, because the DEA they basically went from zero to sixty. Like, all right, we just shoot them. We just shooting them down. Like, oh, what about people on there? They they sign non they sign non negotiation contracts. They know the damn deal. You get captured, you on your own. Like, they know this. Basically, like they know what they sign up for collateral damage. Okay. You ready to sh- to attack? I'm ready to shoot down this goddamn plane. We ain't taking no chances because that's how we do in America. And you know, Malloy's pissed, and he steals. I mean, Larkin's pissed, so he steals Malloy's car. Hmm. To try to get there first, and they real and they end up following the wrong plane. And the old transponder trick works again because Pitball switched to the other plane. Uh huh. And then instead of getting on the plane, he want to flirt with fake Regina King. <laughs> she can game like, yeah, you the best thing I've seen in five to ten. But May is not a free man, but he was macking, and like he wasn't macking just for a couple of minutes. He knew he had to do one thing and get back with a plane, but woof, she was just so beautiful, and it was hey, hey, hey baby, I work for the Department of Correction. I mean, corrections. Like, what are you doing? Get on the like, get on the plane, and you wonder what happened. Like, you see him running, and then you see him fall down. I'm like, okay, did he trip? Like, no, he basically got crushed by the landing gear. Yeah, that's not a way to go out. Oh, I guess we found out what happened to pinball. I'm like, I guess we did. Because, like, you know, we late because we dragging. It's like, you know, can't be late. We'll fix it. I don't know nothing about it. Learn. <laughs> so I was like, go ahead, Negro, go ahead and do it. So with Diamond Dogs, that's what a lazy Negro you do. Get someone else to do it. Poe, Cyrus said, go look at it. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> you said that. You better claim that. Tell me what Cyrus said. Because he's asking, like, you know, why are you working for him anyway? You know, it's like, oh, me and Sue and my white friend. See, I'll be the little house nigga too. He gets where we're going. And then the day of the dog begins and goes, shh. So he hoping Poe don't snitch. Why they trusting Poe like this? Why Why is both Diamond Dog and Cyrus trusting Poe? I feel like Diamond Dog figured like he was going to take out Poe. I just feel like that was the whole thing. Like he's talking to him, but he's like, yo, I, I might take this guy out. Before we even get to where we got to go, I'm going to have to kill this don't dude. tell him. Don't tell him if you're gonna do that. Don't tell him your plan. That's true. They would. He he had some loose lips. So, and if you tell him your plan, you gotta you know then you gotta kill him because yeah. it's like all he, he can. He, why would he snitch? He don't know Poe like that. Like oh yeah, Poe being handy and like that. All right, he from Mobile, Alabama. You think he really rolling with you? Cause his black friend got diabetes. <laughs> Everybody from the south got one black friend, and oh. they usually only got one. Yeah. yeah, he got his, and it ain't you. Yeah. It's baby, so we shall see. Yeah, baby, sweating because, like you know, he got the sugar, and they got to figure out how to get you know get his diabetes. So they land, damn, almost damn near crash. Yeah, at this point, Babyo is not want to be moved. He is, he's hurting. No, nah, get off of me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Damn it, Paul! Don't touch me! Got the sugar. <laughs> Because I think it was in that scene where uh, Steve Buscemi was talking and he's just over there like curled up like he, yo, he's done. 
He's done. Yeah. There's no more yeah. uh, baby on this movie except for him yeah. laying on the ground. Yeah, Garland Green's getting the breakdown of like, you know, how life works. It's like, nah, you know, crazy's working for a job for 25 years. At the end of the day, they fire you out of retirement, tell you to piss off, give you a cheap watch. And <laughs> you spend the rest of your day watching bad TV, hoping you don't piss on yourself. <laughs> and Bebo's like, what's wrong with him? My first guess, a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's breaking it down. So, yeah, so they get to, you know, so they get to the bay after they get pinball because Diamond Dog steals old girl's glasses. You know, Billy yeah. Bell, like, where you get that from? From the hangers. So Billy Bellum go there. He looking. He look at Poe. Poe looking at him. Poe know what's up. Poe already know. Like, it's like my spider sense is all because Billy Bellum eyeballing me this whole movie. So he goes down there. And the other part that people remember from this movie. They're down there. Billy Bellum figures that camera pulled in a lot like, oh, to see, I knew he was a punk. That says, you're a free man. You've been playing us all. Put the bunny back in the box. That's all he, he had to do. At him. Yeah. And then he said again, I said, put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> and then they having a crouch fight. Yeah. Underneath the bowels of the plane. Like, it is, it's all close combat. All you're throwing is knees and elbows. Like, it ain't no extension whatsoever. Yeah, and Billy didn't have a chance. At first, Billy was beating his ass, though, because he had the size events. Like, Poe couldn't extend. Yeah. Like, Billy, Billy was bigger, so Billy just, you know, hitting him like that. And then Poe get the upper hand because the guitar music start playing in the background. Wow. <laughs> Hey, I'm like, they don't do that music anymore with good reason. That it's just so funny because that guitar riff just come out it's so melodramatic. Like they, like they, the thing. This movie knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Like it knows it's ridiculous, but it's playing it straight, and that's why it works. And then you know he getting choked to my die punk. He hits him in the throat, and then he falls, gets impaled. He's like, why didn't you put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> this all sad. Like I just. What you doing? And then he comes up and Gargri's like, two goes down, one come up. Or my fault. <laughs> That's the one you killed him. Talking about wasn't your fault. Everybody tried him. Yeah, your boy's fault. Yeah, all you do is put the bunny oh. in the box. Yeah, he basically thought, you know, it ain't, it's not your fault. Like, this man, like, you know, happiness caused him to be angry. Like, he just had rage issues. Just breaking it down like a psychiatrist. Like, stop talking to me. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, this one girl... I wore her face like a hat for drove through three states. Just drop something like that just so you don't get too attached, like you know, Garland Green, like, oh, he ain't that bad. Yeah, he's bad. So they land, damn near crash, trying to figure out what's going on. It's like, okay, when do you at what point do you figure like maybe Sandino ain't, you know, trustworthy? When I first saw him, I didn't think he was trustworthy. Because <laughs> uh, the ponytail, right? <laughs> no, he's a criminal. I don't trust any of them. That's the whole thing. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, I don't trust this guy, dude. I mean, he's rich. So it's like the whole thing, like, you know, you get me out, I get you all up. I can afford it. So, and then you see him there, and it got basically like, you know, Jay-Z's Gulfstream. 
Like they all ain't fitting on this plane. Like yeah, the jig, like the jig was up. Basically, Sandino was gonna have his men kill all of them and bounce. Yeah, because they were waiting. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Pro think he all smart. He's like, you know, you go ahead. I got no problem with all of them. You shoot me, and all these people gonna hear you. Then do put on a silence. He's like, well, hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. <laughs> yeah, you you swore you were smart, Cameron Pro. Like, you know, you had to crack your jokes. And then Larkin comes in there. They have the gunfight. Cameron Poe, again, he's a badass, like, kicks two dudes, shoots the other ones. And then this is the first time they met because Vince Larkin figured out Cameron Poe's a good man after dragging his family into this. Like, you For know, some I'm reason. Out, I'm trying to figure out why he didn't get off the plane. And she's probably thinking, I should divorce this idiot. <laughs> yeah. And he breaks He's like, okay, this man's, you know, Army Ranger, honorably discharged, got arrested in a brawl, defending his wife, Honor, had a chance to get off the plane, doesn't get off. Then he writes the note to find out where he is because he wrote the note on Pinball's body. Okay. Pinball's exploding to a million pieces. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And, car- and, and, and Thurston Howe III and his wife are dying. When he when pinball is that damn car, it, it didn't help that he was black. <laughs> really like, didn't. how high were they? 20,000, what, 20,000 feet, maybe? Yeah, 30,000. 20,000. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. He's turning to grits on impact. I'm sorry, yeah, he's splatting, he's splatting, and it and it did too. It's like, oh, yeah, I just guess I gotta get a new muffler, and that's a shame. They just they used it. I know he had to do it. He just used the dead body of Dave Chappelle as a message. <laughs> Again. And, and, a, and a metaphor for black people in America. I don't know what it's like. Oh, it wasn't good. You know, yeah, you know so, this movie was in somewhere in this movie in 2019. Cameron Pro was a black man. Not sure what actor would be him, but it would it would be a black oh, man. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. And Boom. doing like and doing like a 75% as good as job as Nicholas Cage would do because Michael B. Jordan too smooth to be, you know, to laugh at himself. Boom. And uh, That's the thing. That's why Cameron Poe works because, like, he's cool, but he ain't overdoing it. Yeah, I can see that. Like, like he's like, he's like at the max, but it's not like, you know, he's just like, the accent is ridiculous, but it's not too much. The hair's ridiculous, but not too much. You know, he's tough, but he ain't like, He'll he'll still get punched in the face. He'll still get wounded like that. Like he's top notch, but he ain't like you know. I'm not Dominic Toretto in Furious Seven. Oh boy, not not at that level. Like Michael B. Jordan is like too cool to play aggrieved, or too cool to play vulnerable. Even though like even in Creed, Creed was the only time he was like vulnerable. So maybe Creed too, but it's like mostly yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, if they if they redo it, it'd be Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan and Diamond Dog is what white white uh, athlete? No, <laughs> no. Diamond Dog is Vincent Nafrio in this. Yeah, and and and, and they changed and Cyrus is probably a woman. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah yeah you're right. So, so so anyway, at this point they figure out Sandino's light was not on the up and up. Because you can't trust a drug drug kingpin. Who could? And what is it like? 
if you were Latin, you was a drug. Like we just had all these Latin drug dealer villains up through. Still to this day, <laughs> it's 2019 and we still got them. It's yeah. kind of like just a thing. I like. I mean, and it's kind of like you know, well, they really do. I'm like, you'd have thought we moved on from the stereotype. Cause we don't, we kind of moved away. Like Arab terrorists ain't really the thing anymore. People still do them, but enough people complain they stopped doing it. Um, you still got drug dealers. That's just one that I think is just gonna always stick for some reason. I don't know why. You know why? Tell me why. <laughs> well, I, well, I do. I do know why. But you know what I'm saying. The reason why it's not changing. I don't know why. You know why the change hasn't happened yet, as far as TV and movies. On a side note, you know, you know what? I would just say this. I was before a quick side note. You brought it up. Machete is on rotation again. I think he's on Cinemax and Showtime. And I remember when that movie came out, like was it 2007 or 2008? And it was almost kind of like a parody because it was like, you know, they ain't really like that. That movie's almost a damn documentary you watch in 2019. You know, I've only seen it once. Like, it is insane how that movie, because basically, like, you know, build a wall to keep immigrants out. And Jeff he's like, nah, we just had a center here saying that we really want to keep immigrants here because we Texas runs on cheap labor and we ain't dumb. Like it's just like that movie just hits so differently now than when it came out. Like it's just insane. Like that's just how much the world changed. And I thought about that. Like this whole, you know, how can we got Latin things? You know, Narcos is a thing. El Chapo was just like that thing ain't never going away. Yeah, because it's because it's kind of like it's easy to be there. You always see it, and people just accept it, and enough people don't complain about it. But that's a strange thing that people, more people don't complain about that, that specific thing, because you could have, you know, plenty of different type of uh, colors of, you know, drug dealers and stuff like that. But that yeah. one just sticks. Make them Russian. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all the people use drugs. And, I mean, but anyway, for the longest, it was always black crackheads you would see on TV or blah. But now, you know, you got white, Mexican, all types. So it's just it's mess. Yeah. That's why. We moved from crack because I'm because if it's white, it's meth. Because I never seen a white crackhead on TV. I want to say, didn't they have a white crackhead? They had a white crackhead before. I feel like they have. I'm sure they have, but it's like, do you remember one? Not, not, not one that's like remember. Like you, yeah, you see white people like using drugs, and they normally using heroin, and when they pour, they use meth. But not, I can't remember the last time I saw. <laughs> Can't we saw can't remember the last actor or actress I saw lighting up a crack rock on the silver screen. <laughs> oh, it might be just like a side character. So it was no no. Yeah, yeah you're right. So anyway, Larkin and Poe meet and they basically break it down playing like, you know, you gonna put that gun down? You put your gun down. <laughs> Watch you like so on two people I trust, Chief. One was me, the other one ain't you. You know who the other like, person I, was, right? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Insulin Man himself? Of course it's yeah, Baby Yo. That's why he's doing all this crap in the first place. She's the deleted scene that showed that basically Baby Yo saved his life in jail, which shows why they like friends like that. And I think that's one of those scenes you leave in because that would explain, like, why is he doing all this? It is. Wait a minute, you just say it is a deleted scene? There is a deleted scene in in there that basically, like, you know, Baby O basically saves his life in jail. Oh, wow. See, I knew it was an extended version, 
and I, this is me, you know, this is one bad thing, me getting stuff on digital all the time, is that I never, like, look at the behind the scenes or the extra stuff on there. So maybe I need to start. Yeah, I've, I've seen extended version. It's, it pans it out. It's not better. Okay. So, yeah, like some extended, some movies extended versions are better. Some just makes it longer, longer than that. Better. So they, you know, it's like, I know you're a good guy. It's like that. I talk to your family. He's like, you know. You talk to my family, you know I got to do this. Like, I don't leave a man behind. I'm going to take care of this. And it's like, you know, see you when I see you. Cyrus, at this point, realized the jig is up. He is not pleased because Sandino tries to escape. And <laughs> they they stop him from escaping. Um, Larkin and Poe stop him from escaping. And Cyrus there is like, oh, I was just about to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And then he pull out the cigarette from I don't know where Diamond Dog got the cigarette from, and he's like, "Sigh, Anara lights him." <laughs> it's so corny. It's so yeah. corny, cheesy. Mm-hmm. And lights him on fire, and Diamond Dog's looking at him like these white boys are crazy. <laughs> like he got this look on his face, like, "Yeah, like I I do my dirt, but only people like I don't do that type of dirt." <laughs> and then not only that, you have. You got Nicolas Cage running in slow motion, hair blowing in the wind, with mm-hmm. the tank top on, just a cool look on his face, and just somehow does not die when his plane explodes. So what do you think Nicolas Cage was doing when they weren't shooting? When they took time out and we weren't shooting, what, did, what was Nicolas Cage doing? Working Bench out. Bench presses, working <laughs> out. Bench presses and bicep curls. That's what he was doing. I read that too. I'm not surprised. The whole, AKA the, the what we used to do on the set of the Predator workout. So now they got to figure out how to escape because they know the feds are coming. So they got to dig out the plane. Diamond Dog whipping folks. <laughs> I, listen, I've got to be honest with you. A small piece of me smiled, but I was like, no, this is wrong. What am I doing right here? Where <laughs> the hell did he get a whip from? He out there like, come on. <laughs> like, he really? Wanted, What's going wanted, on right there? Like, what are we watching? Is that necessary? <laughs> like, that's... Can you imagine you watching Netflix, you watching this movie, and that just pop up? You imagine how Twitter would be? It, I'm surprised if it, if it, eventually it's going to get a GIF. I'm, a GIF, GIF, however you say it. Is eventually going to get one of those things. I can just see it. It's going to catch on eventually. You got Ving Rhames whipping <laughs> folks on a top. I'm like, one, where'd he get a whip from? Two, they just cool with it? I know he's trying to escape. I'm like, mother, ooh. I wish somebody would. I'll be looking back like, yeah, we're going to have it. Yeah, we're gonna have a talk. <laughs> when we get on this damn plane. I saw that and I was just, just like, this is insane. And nobody watched this movie like, do we want to keep this scene in? Exactly. I don't know what they were trying to go for for this. I don't know if it was like, this will be funny. I'm not sure if that's what they were. I just don't know what was the point of that specific scene. I guess it was the show desperation, like we gotta get out by any means necessary. Oh well, but, man. And meanwhile, Garlic Green playing cards and yes. having a tea party with this. Okay, when I saw this scene, I was like, 
this girl going to die. And, and like I said last week or two weeks ago, this scene still, ugh, it just doesn't sit well with me. I'm glad nothing, you know, nothing came out of it. But still, the way they were playing it, ugh. Like, what's wrong? Something wrong? You look sick. I am sick. You take medicine? There is no medicine for what I have. Like, he knows. That's the whole thing. He's What makes him so scary is he's self-aware. He knows exactly who he is. And then she's like, oh, you want to play? And he's like, huh? Like, normally I tell people that they run. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sing the whole world in his hands. Sing the song. And she looking and she's smiling. He's looking at her. And I'm like, if he starts strangling her, I hope it's off screen. Because I don't want, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, this is Con Air. This ain't Sons of the Lamb. I did just see Ving Rhames whipping somebody, and I saw <laughs> John Rockman set somebody on fire. So, and we got somebody like Johnny's, and every 45 minutes, Danny Trejo's trying to rape Rachel Tickenton. So as he get a chance, oh, we got the plan. What's the first time I'll do? Let me rape her. And nobody, no, <laughs> and nobody on the plane was having that. Yeah. Like the next time, next time you dick jump out this plane, this off your pants, you jump out this plane. You like, can you fly, Johnny? No, <laughs> no, because it's just amazing. He's locked up. The first they free, most of the What's the first thing he do when he's free? Oh, let me check my itinerary. Rape time <laughs> in public. You know how much of a nasty bastard you got to be to rape in public? It ain't even private. But they go, oh, Diamond Dog, turn your head while I get, while I get my business in? Like He thought it was yeah. going to fly. And he should know. What I'm thinking is, you know what you are, and you know a lot of prisoners, no matter what they are, they frown on that. So you think they're just going to let it fly? You know who I am? Ugly, ugly all day. This ain't happening. And then, you know, they told him it's not happening. And then, like, no. And then he tried again. Like, he just couldn't help himself. I know she's beatable, but damn. Chill. Have some chill. So, anyway, they got the plan. They basically going to have him, like, trapped. It's, like, 300. We're going to use the, you know, the hot gates. We're going to close and use the elements to our, our advantage. And it works, too. He came up That's with the funny thing about it. It he, worked. That plan was... He came up with that plan in what? Less than what? Three minutes? Yeah, like five minutes. They had like 20 minutes to do it. And it was like the plan, like a minute. Have them here. Take out the lead card. Take out the back card. We got the element of surprise. We got the high ground. We keep them funneled in. Blast them. And it worked. That's exactly what's happening till Vince Larkin saved the day. You know, because he knew because he knew what was happening. And by this time, like, OK, we finally listened. We should have listened to him like 35 minutes ago because they, you know, meet him up learning Air Force Base. So they have this this awesome shootout, this fight. And OK, why they have all those machine guns on that plane? This is what it goes back to the U.S. Marshals DEA thing. I'm not sure. I am not sure at all, because if it was supposed to be a no gun, no, you know, none of that stuff on the plane, then you didn't think about worst case scenario. I think that's worst case scenario. Like, you know, just in case we got to go ahead and these, you know, these prisoners while out, we got an arsenal of, of 
AK-47s and M-16s and my pilot and guards going to mow down everybody on a plane? And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying they were thinking worst case scenario for them. They should have been thinking, okay, what if they get inside here and get these guns? That's worst case scenario for us. Yeah, Vince Larkin was thinking they like you know let's make sure because sooner they're gonna find a weapons hanger is gonna and we gonna be in some shit. My whole thing is like why was it there in the first place? Yeah, it should be nothing, nothing less up there. And this whole yo know, the pilot the pilot pack. Who's the pilot? Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he he got a gun. He gonna save the day. Oh, okay. I mean, I know it's legislation now. Like we want to arm, we want to arm teachers because, like, oh yeah, when you're not teaching calculus, you could be John Wick. But just still the '90s. Like I never got this whole. We got one gun in the plane and the pilot. He gonna put the parking brake on the plane and shoot Cyrus. Is that how that works? No, he's gonna put yeah. it. He's gonna put on autopilot and shoot Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they had this gunfight. Vince protects this. this. And who was it? The army. The Marshal Service, the D, they about all, they had a whole lot of. I'm surprised the Air Force wasn't involved. Yo, stuff had to happen, and stuff was getting out of control. So they try to escape again. He finally get his shot. He trying to get, you know, he trying to get Baby O and Garbage off the plane. Plane lands. They try to put. They try to. <laughs> Every folks sneaky ass try to tie the car onto the plane. He was trying everything, and nobody noticed. Nobody. <laughs> and the end, like, all this stuff happening, nobody knows. Like, oh, you know, they, you know, Garland Green somehow he gets back on the plane. Why? Because he wanted to go hang no. out. He don't know them. Um. Okay, I'm not talking about that. The Jerry uh, Bruckheimer movies had to keep going, so his character had to keep going to other movies. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he redeemed. You know what? You just say that, and we last catch him in Vegas where he enjoyed gambling, and we saw Armageddon, his character, <laughs> gambling, and I just put two and two together. I'm so mad at you. I was wondering was you going to get that. He was So he's smart enough to become, you know, so he cleaned up his life. Became an old, an old drug. Yep. Oh, what you doing past life? I had a life before I met you. Let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if, if that was the same character. I, I, mean, I, I most hard. certainly think it because I was like, oh my, because I didn't even realize it. I was like, oh, they got a, like a little ending scene. What is this? I was like, I don't get this. And I'm just still thinking like, why well, was this even put in here like this? And then you think about Armageddon like, ah, okay. Oh, Armageddon looks, looks a lot different than Garland Green is in that movie. Yeah. So anyway, they, they get on a plane, they try to escape, and then they find a letter, and Cyrus finally puts it together after <laughs> an hour and a half, and they looking at, it's funny, they, they looking at Poe, and Poe always know when the jig is up. He always know. So, because he got this look like, oh, oh, shit, here we go again. And then he's like, you know, somebody alerted the Somebody alerted the feds at Carson City. Somebody alert, you know, somebody alerted the feds at Leonard Air Force Base. Somebody killed Billy Bedlam. You know, it might be coincidence. You never know. These things happen. And then somebody tried to tie a car to our plane. So I realized we have a rat in our mess, and I don't know who it is, but I will find out. And he about to shoot Gar Bishop. And Poe about to say it's him, because I'm a man. 
And as soon as Baby O, he get a little Nova in his system. Now I got muscles. It was me. <laughs> now, remind you. Like, remind you. Yeah. Hold on. He was on his deathbed. He could not yeah. be moved. He could not be touched. You were in near-death coma this entire trip. He looking at like you, like, because he knows it wasn't him. Nope. He, he already know. knows it's close. He knows. And he looking at like, really? And then it's like, yeah. Ain't that funny, huh, bitch? He shoots him. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage should have won an Oscar because he got shot. He's like, Jesus! <laughs> he just lost it. Like, it was so heart-wrenching. It's almost... It's almost like they didn't tell you what was going to happen, so he just reacted. He just shouted out, and he and Baby was just holding himself, looking all dumb. You know when you get shot and stuff. I can't believe I, I can't believe I got shot after talking trash to somebody with a gun. Which I can't believe they shot me. Which I, from what I've been told, because clearly I've never been getting shot in the stomach. You're not going to sit there and be silent. You are going to be in some agonizing pain. Oh, he was nagging out of the pancake. He's talking about how oh, got me feeling, son. I ain't going to make it. Like, there ain't no God. He don't exist. Yes, he do. He told you to stop acting like a dumbass. Like, eat better. You stop eating them ho-hos, you would be laid out now. And you jackass. You and and Cameron Pro was guilty of helping him. Oh, yeah, just get some snowballs. He was, you know how many snowballs he probably had for those 10 years? Don't be blaming, don't be blaming the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost, because you're doing 35 years for Robert Banks. Now you want to say he ain't no God. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Just on you. Oh, man. And then my daddy's coming home on April 19th. Oh, yeah. My daddy's up to, you know, make a move and the bunny gets it. That had to be ad libbed. Oh, it had to be. He he. He's gonna shoot the bunny. What that supposed to do? It had to be. I'm just thinking at this point that Malkovich was like, "I'm tired of these damn rewrites." I, whatever. <laughs> and he plays it so straight that you can't do anything but laugh. Because I, was, every time I see that scene, I'm like, "This is so damn." In a ridiculous ass movie, this is so damn ridiculous. Because he's like, <laughs> "I got guns on your bunny. What you gonna do? Stand down." <laughs> and then you see that tech chopper there. And Malloy ain't messing around. He like I'm shoot, I'm shooting the kill. And Larkin lose like Jesus Christ! Calm down, Malloy. <laughs> Are you dead? You want me to write out a crayon? It's you. Like he is pissed. He like you still fuck it up. He's like no, take this plane down. And he messed around with the machine gun. It don't matter if it's any guards still alive. They don't know. Po po schmo. We killing all of them. Yep. It's going down. And he's like, you know, heat seekers. And what Larkin do? Fly in between them. How about no? Nah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not doing that. No. Not I mean, me. I, I mean, we cool, but. Ain't that cool. Uh, ain't that cool. And, you know, Peter on a stick of dick. He's shooting them. You think he ain't going to shoot me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he he might. He might not be. I mean, his car he is uh, damaged. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So they debating if like, you know, blow. okay. And this is why I say it goes from the DEA is worse than U.S. Marshals worse because they could take out the plane now. You know, it'll be a tragedy, but everyone be dead. And the only people that be dead, people on the plane or 
Let's just hope they land in Vegas. <laughs> if this would have happened in real life, it's probably like a thousand people at least are dying. They, on the Vegas Strip at night? Thousands. Thousands. Nope. I, it's like, and, you know, Malloy brought all he know. We could have killed him out in open space. Instead, the civilian casualties would be enormous. Like, how much money... Vegas probably went in recession. How much money did they have to spend to rebuild Vegas after a plane crash? It was like... It's something common with these movies where the government's just trash. <laughs> they just make the wrong move that come to handling these crisis situations. So anyway, Sally gets a revenge on... Cyrus, after Poe is like, I turn to Superman because the guitar start playing. I'm getting, I'm getting. He just walking straight forward. He get winged in the in the arm and don't flinch. Keep going. Dude's like looking at his gun like, I know I loaded this. Like I know I been shot this man. It didn't make a difference. And he just strolling using his jail kung fu. Hitting people with, you know how hard it is to hit spin kicks with skinny jeans on and boots. <laughs> I like Van Dam could do it and Nicholas Cage could do it, and that's it. Those are the only two people that could do it. Yeah, well, nobody else doing it around that time. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe Jackie Chan. Not no skinny jeans and not no boots. I mean, he, I mean, he doing them. He doing them in New Balances. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those, yeah. those Rumble in the Bronx threes that he was wearing, he doing it in those. He ain't doing no damn Wrangler boots. <laughs> so, meanwhile, oh, I had, I would be remiss if I don't make out, forget the joke that Steve was saying, like, <laughs> define irony. A bunch of idiots singing a song made pop on a plane, made popular by a group who died in a plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> when they sing in Sweet Home Alabama, I'm like, that's that's a good point. Yep. And they crash. And at this point, it's like, okay, is the movie over yet? <laughs> nope. Which I think, and I and I'm always indifferent about this because when I watched it uh recently, I was just like, they should have shaved maybe like six or seven minutes off because it just went on for too long. But you know, another day I might be like, it's fine. It was the whole speed thing, where it's like, you know, you have an ending. And then you have an ending ending. Like, you think the movie could end a certain part, then they add this one last thing, because, like, you know, it's cathartic, but it ain't spectacular. Because they crash. Somehow, they don't murder 2,000 people. And Johnny 23, they're like, yeah, he's dead. Pull him out the arm, still hanging. (laughs) And I ain't feeling bad. And somehow, Swamp Thing, Diamond Dog, and Cyrus escape. On a fire truck. On <laughs> a fire truck. And Poe happened to see him, and Larkin just happened to see him. Because, you know, Poe's like, oh, I finally see my family. He's about to see his family. And then he see him escaping. He get on the motorcycle. Larkin on the motorcycle. They look at each other. It's like, I guess one last ride, huh? And they and they just having to chase. They stole a fire truck and got the outfits on. That was real fast. And then they have this chase, and you know they chase them on a motor. And then they're like, "Yeah, why are we running away? They on motorcycles. We got a fire truck. We can just kill them with our fire truck." Pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) 
All they got to do is hit the all they got to do is hit the brakes. That's it. <laughs> and Larkin and Larkin and Poe are dead. Unless they're gonna do some fancy moves and you know, matrix moves, but this is not the matrix reloaded. <laughs> like no, Lar- Poe might have been able to, but Larkin no, Larkin's a goner. They try to hit him with a fire hose and stuff. I forgot how. Um, oh, <laughs> basically, damn, Diamond Dog died. The bike explodes. <laughs> he get hit with an exploding bike. Diamond Dog <sighs> out of there. Yeah, and then they having to fight. Um, Larkin's fighting Swamp Thing in the front. Basically, try to drown him with the hose. And meanwhile, Poe and Cyrus fighting on the top of the truck. And Poe basically stabs him in the leg with like an axe handle. Mm-hmm. And it and should they, have been over. And they linger on it and they fight. And then eventually the fire truck crashed and somehow <laughs> Cyrus flies like 65 feet in the air and lands in a junkyard. Something like that, whatever it was. With a, with a piston? Like like a Mega Man level? <laughs> I guess. I don't know what that thing is. Were they in Reno? Like what I'm like, what is hap- at this point I'm like what is happening? Like and he's still alive and then he's on a conveyor belt and then the piston just lands on his head. I'm like, how how no one of Don Simpson died? How much cocaine did people use to figure out like, yeah, okay, so they're gonna crash the plane, right? <laughs> And then how about this? You know, they get on the truck. Think, and then they have a fight on the fire truck, right? Yeah, they're going through a fire truck. Yeah, yeah. And then, no. The most I can explode in the fire truck. But only kill one of them. The only thing <laughs> I can... Bruckheimer must have had more cocaine than Simpson. Because Simpson did not want to do this movie. He kept saying, no, no, we're not doing this movie. It's like the key crash. Like, though, it is just ridiculous. In a ridiculous-ass movie. And then, you know, they shake hands, you know, and then he finally meet his family in the dog like, who is this dirty man that's going like outside? <laughs> like, oh, like me. And this is the first time you see Cameron Paul about to break because like he just want to see his dog. Like, you know, she is frightened. Oh, she is frightened. frightened. That little girl, I don't know who she is, but she played it so well. I got this dirty ass bunny. It got a little blood on it. I got it for you, Casey. Um, I'm your dad, and then Trish is like, "That's your father." She's like, "So, <laughs> she got cuts and bleeding, and yeah. what's happening right now?" I wrote you stories, and then he finally starts smiling because he's about to lose it. And then they hugging, and then song. How do I live Ugh. without you? It won a, it won an Oscar. Ugh, that movie, that song was a thing. Yes, it was. It was. Jerry Bruckheimer movies had a song that was a thing because this and Armageddon. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And then the movie ends and they had the post credit scene where they show different characters. Oh, because after you have Garland Green. Okay. Garland Green is a world famous serial killer. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like he's famous and he just playing craps. Yes, because he's in Vegas, and he's probably winning, so nobody cares. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Don't ask me, because if you're asking me no. what I'm going to do, or what I, you know what I'm going to do. Let me, let me ask you a question. <laughs> For example, say 
you at like I don't know SummerSlam, you chilling in Madison Square Garden, yeah. and you gonna like row three, mm-hmm. and you happen to look like two rows down, and you see somebody in like a Hulk Hogan shirt, you already mad. He kind of tall, he blocking the screen, like you know, put your sign down, and he turn around, and it's Osama bin Laden. Would you not notice? Would you think how come I'm the only person that noticed that Osama bin Laden is here at SummerSlam? How is he just here, just chilling, and he just did with his beard? And like some, you know, some black forces. Most, most definitely. And his, but, ca- and his camouflage jacket looked like a papoose. Listen, you wouldn't notice. Those, you wouldn't notice Osama bin Laden at SummerSlam. I absolutely would. But the issue you're feeling, realize you're in Vegas. People are drunk. People are winning money, and nobody's thinking about that right now. They ain't that they didn't, drunk. Listen, <laughs> Ben Affleck and Owen Wilson was rolling with him in the Armageddon. So what are you saying right now? Okay, it's levels of drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute, again, uh, again. This man became an astronaut and everybody was cool with it. I'm not letting mm-hmm. this die. I'm surprised he didn't murder everybody in there. Nah, nah he thought he was going to save no, the world. Because he was all, he all happy like, oh, I think it's my lucky day. Like he just here. <laughs> 7-Eleven, got to pay the rent. Got I, some pep in his step. He met one little girl and got some pep in his step. Just like she, R. Kelly, huh? She, I guess she treated him like a human and he was like, you know what? I'm cool now. Yeah. That that that's yes. Con Air. Con Air is to anybody who hasn't seen Con Air, and if you're a certain age, this movie will absolutely rub you the wrong way. I can almost guarantee. You. But <laughs> if you're a little older and you've seen it before, you know, you know, this is a fun movie. No, 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 and not to say some of these things. If you're a little younger, you can probably ignore, but you're going to get irritated, I guess. Or Yes, Con Air is one of those movies. It's very polarizing. Like it's either you like it or you don't like it. There's no in between. Like it's no this. It's it's okay. It's like you accept it for what it is. This goofy, ridiculous, excess movie of the '90s. That's like a product of its environment. You have a fun, or you look at trash. Like (sighs) comparing it to The Rock is like it's just weird. Like The Rock is timeless. Rock could come out now. Mm-hmm. You probably and the only thing like maybe with the addition of cell phones, you wouldn't have to change that much. Like they have some gay characters that's kind of like slightly problematic, but it's just queer eye problematic. Not nineteen eighties Eddie Murphy make jokes about you problematic. Everything else is everything else the same. Like Con Air is like you know it's a product of the nineties. It is all nineties. Like it's no way in the world. Nicholas Cage could bust out that accent in 2019, and people like like okay. I mean, I you, think it, it it could possibly work because we made Sharknado a thing. Yeah, but that was a no. Sharknado was like a thing you laughed at, and everybody was on the joke. This movie made 220 something million dollars. Like yeah, this movie was a this movie was a box office success because it was a popcorn movie, but it was also a popcorn movie. Now looking at it, it was like. Oh man, this movie, you know, it was more we can find the jokes in the movie. We can find the humor more in the movie when then it was just more of a it was more of a I you mean, know what Okay. If they had a line tomorrow put the bunny back in the box, you know exactly what type of movie you making. Yeah, it was so they so they knew it was jokes. So it's like let's not pretend like, oh, this is unintentional comedy. You do not write a okay, line like that. Certain things were like 
for instance, the lines that Nicolas Cage gave out were supposed to be funny. Dave Chappelle humor, while it was in a time period where, where that stuff was funny, you know, they made it for funny. But now I'm just saying, if you just look, I don't know. I think you, I think it could work in 2019. I think it possibly could work uh-huh. because the, the age of social media can make things work if you want it to work. I would imagine how Senator Lindsey Graham would feel if he was watching Con Air and he saw Vinger Rams whipping some people in a master race. <laughs> Boy, yeah, all right. This, this, this movie would piss off everybody. This, yeah. Or them jokes Dave Chappelle was cracking. Like, what? You Twitter would be Twitter would be a damn war zone. Listen. And we and we have have discussed like black people can't be racist because we don't have systematic power. We can just be prejudiced. Well, y'all prejudiced then because this is trash. <laughs> I'm just gonna need somebody to make that gif a gif, however you say it, of Vin Rames whipping them people because oh man, I just gotta have that in my life. Maybe I have to do it myself. Uh. Yeah, 2019. Explain Johnny 23 in 2019. Oh, in the, absolutely. In the Me Too era, they would they call me Johnny 600 if they knew the truth, which means he's bragging about. Okay, I guess he didn't want to have 600 tattoos because he would have died of like you know ink poisoning. But it's like 600 people. <laughs> Is that supposed to be? A, I don't know if it's worse if it's a joke or if it's not a joke. And I was. I was we, me and my wife was discussing that because she was just like, "What the fuck is that? There's something to be proud about. Like, how can you like?" And I, you know, it's, you just couldn't figure out what the fuck is that to be proud about. You six hundred. <laughs> Look, you gotta be you gotta be good at something. <laughs> I guess, but he was just I like mean, he had the smirk on his face, like, "Yeah, I'm the man." Like, what? If you're gonna do something right, if you're gonna do something, do it right, even if it's wrong. Is the saying? And uh, I mean, I, and he was proud too. Proud. Yeah, he, he had a smirk when he said it. They called me Johnny Six Hundred. If they do the truth, and he said about like, yeah. Until my man was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I ain't trying to hear nothing. I despise rapists. But it was like, I guess you making such like, yeah, because I'm a damn man. So, I can't wait to get back on my. I can't wait to get back on my triple double streak. Yeah, that that was Con Air. Hey. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. You know what it is. And hey, maybe you didn't enjoy it. But for me, it's just one of those movies I can enjoy. Uh, but it's very, it has its issues now in 2019. Yuck. I definitely, that's the thing. I definitely enjoy it and recommend it. Um, out of the four, it's the one that ages the worst. I yeah. would probably rank it third out of the four. If it yeah. was, If it was actual viewing, I honestly think I will watch that. I think I honestly will watch. I just was rock the rock first, probably face off. Going to see, yeah, you're right. Probably fourth. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I would do the rock first, face off second, this third, and going to sixty seconds fourth. Um, it's yeah. Speaking of next week, face off. Whew, I just got that on Blu-ray. That's a weird movie. Yeah, man. I started it, and I'm just like. Yeah, I saw be- that. I saw that movie. There. That's so. You talk about some problematic stuff going on. <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Man, like it is so much. That's I'll just quick preview. That's a movie that was very entertaining. Made a lot of money. Was like what 93 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and actually does not hold up at all under any scrutiny whatsoever. Like 
You think you got to turn your brain off for Con Air? You have no idea you're going to face off. Like, I'm, I am eyeballing Joan Island so hard. Like, you did not know that was, that was not your husband? Yeah. We, yeah, we're going to have to save this because uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how many laughs I'm going to get out of uh, face off, but. Uh, oh, you're going to get some unintentional laughs. Yeah, oh, unintentional, but. You ain't getting no ha 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 like it was supposed to be there. Maybe Nicolas Cage overacting. I mean, you don't you can't eat a peach for hours. <laughs> you can't just fondle some teenage girl while you got a priest robe on. But I will say, out of all the characters, Cameron Poe is my favorite character out of all the yeah. movies. After four movies, because- we talked about because out because he doesn't really he gets to like he does not really share. Any, John Cusack's in there, but they barely have any scenes. Yeah. So he gets to like be free. Like it's like I'm just being funny and being a hero, and I don't got to share the screen. Like I don't got to play second fiddle to Sean Connery. I don't got to vamp it up with you know John Travolta, and I don't have a team to share. Like it ain't me and nine other people like going in sixty seconds. It's just me. I get to be the man. Him and McAvoy's uh, interaction was very small. When you think about it on the planes, it was like maybe for a second here, a second there, and they didn't they didn't have to swallow each other up. They could just breathe. Yeah, he was he was just like the point of view, like everything was surrounded around him, but it didn't feel overbearing, and that's that's real hard to do. Yeah, well, that was Con Air. But before we go, let me get a small sneak peek because the sports thing is going to be really exciting to do. Football season is the preseason is going rocking and rolling. We're getting it going. How do you feel about the small rumor that was Dax Prescott forty million dollars? I think it was a lie. I think somebody put I think somebody put that out there so they can call Dak Prescott a greedy Negro. Because what <laughs> happened? Forty million dollars. I would pay him twenty. Like blah blah blah. Like all of a sudden people became mad and express like they treat like I'm a what about the salary cap he ain't worth it blah 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 and all this it's like a lot of people told on themselves the Cowboys know what they're doing you want to play for the star you take it for the team and da 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 he should be proud he that boy should be proud he getting money get the stand and be quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys it's America's team 40 million dollars Troy Edmund would have never did shit Troy Edmund would have never did that Boy, the vitriol that came out was just insane. And you know where I saw that? Saw that most it was Cowboy Nation, the same team or the same fans that love the Cowboys. Boy, they showed their true colors about their black quarterback. And I was yeah. And I would just say a quick thing: whatever money he get, good, get as much as you can. As an Eagles Absolutely. fan, I find it because as an Eagles fan, I find it so hilarious because I always say, well, you know. Carson Wentz, he just a pretty boy. He ain't no winner like that. Prescott, he always get hurt. If Carson Wentz make 32, Dak should make 35. I'm like, ask Jerry Jones that. I'm like, the only I'm like, if you if you ask Jerry Jones, honestly, and if you ask Cowboy fans, honestly, who would they rather have? You really think if he had the chance of having Dak Prescott or Carson? I love Jesus and hunt deer Wentz <laughs> and the cow like no he, so but I'm like fine you want to make that argument that's cool pay him whatever you want 
Listen, I'm just gonna laugh. At me right now, at the age, listen, as me as a family man, the age, I'm pro players. Get your money. I don't care what you ask for if you didn't ask for, but especially in football, shh, yo, get your money. Get your money. Yeah. Because the reality of it is, he may not get $40 million, but if he does get $30 million, y'all still going to complain. So, And then off that, he may be the highest paid this year or next year, but you know the next quarterback coming up going to get paid more than him. It's just a cycle. I don't know why people jump off the ledge for this stuff. You know, the jokes are funny. The Twitter jokes are crazy, but some people are really, really upset about it. We're really upset about that. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, well, you going to take trip for the team. What about Zeke? You know, they don't want to pay him either. And I'm having these jokes. I'm all, stop talking about my team. They can pay all three people. I'm like, they can. They don't want to. Yeah. I'm like, they should pay because it's like, that's NFL one to act like anybody can run the ball. You don't pay running backs anymore. So whatever. And – I saw what they did to Marco Murray. They's like, oh, Absolutely. you about to come off, you about to come off a lease, and I'm about to get a new one. I'm running you in the ground. I don't got no lease penalty. I'm gonna run you in the ground. I ain't paying you. You think they gonna do that to Zico Elliott? Like, oh, we'll just draft somebody else. It's like, so why would I? It's like, why would I not think that? I've yeah. already seen that. Everyone keeps telling me like, running back is trash. You can just get anybody to run, even though anybody that watched Cowboy games know that's nonsense. And, like you just and, can't plug anybody in there. And another thing that pissed me off about that little comment is okay, yeah, I get what y'all are saying, but everybody's not the Patriots and Bill Belichick either. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't have a great coach. Everybody's not going to work in the same system. So some teams do need to run a game. And then they come to me with this same argument when Saquon Barkley get ran into the ground this year. Yeah, it's like it wasn't too long ago y'all was asking Tony, Tony, come back. Please come back. Like, you know, like y'all was just begging Tony Romo to come back two months ago. Now you're gonna be on your high horse and like they don't know what they want. I hope they I want players to always make the money they make. I laugh at the whole overpay and under I'm like, if you can afford it, ain't an overpay. People don't complain about paying quarterbacks. They complain when they're bad. I'm like, if the quarterback bad I don't care if they make it $5 million or $35 million. A bad QB, a rookie whole team. Listen, <laughs> as long as I keep seeing Sam Bradford get contracts, I, I, I don't want to hear none of that noise. Before we go, Jeff, Josh Johnson started a game last year. I swear to God, Josh Johnson was on Madden on PlayStation 2. You know the one that had the Feral Munch song, the menu song? <laughs> the one with most step? That one. Yeah, when Dominic Nat was throwing like Todd Pinkston. Oh. Not PS3, not PS4, PS2. Like Madden 2000, like four or five. Or five the, or six. That's the same Josh Johnson? That's not the same Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson hadn't played for like five years when he and then he came back. That's the same Josh Johnson. Damn it. Back up. The, oh, the black dude on Tampa Bay. Yeah, he fast. Like he couldn't throw. He, you know, yeah, that Ooh, Josh Johnson. Oh, man. I was like, we can't sign Kaepernick, so we need somebody. That's that's what you do is nonsense. Because before it's like, oh well, you know, read option, blah blah blah, maybe all something like that. But it's like, okay, you signing Josh Johnson? Like you, you, I, some of these fun. Like, were those like creative players? Yeah, I yeah. never heard like Nick Mullins. Like I'm like, who the hell are some of these people? And I watch, and I have league pass, and I keep up with football. I'm like. Who that? Like the six, like the Eagles now. They got Cody Kessler. 
Might be our backup because Nick Sutfield broke his wrist. I'm like, ooh, Carson Wentz, he better avoid deer. Hey, but we ain't. We, there's no collusion. There's no collusion while <laughs> Kaepernick is not in the league. None at all. Yeah. Yeah, you tell me whatever when I see Nathan Peterman up there. I, I see something in him. I do, too. It's called interceptions. On that note, we are going to sign off. Next week's movie will be Face Off. And if you want to get in contact with me, uh, you can hit me on social media at Jeff versus the World on Twitter, Jeff versus the World on Facebook. And questions, comments, you can leave them at Jeff versus the World at Yahoo.com. Uh, and I'm posting it every day. I guess I'll post it again tonight. You got a chance to win a digital code for uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame. All you got to do is follow the instructions. They'll probably be pinned to my Twitter. And, hey, Thursday, you have a shot. Digital. You want to leave them your uh, information or not this week? I don't leave my information. You can find me on Twitter at Philly Drugs. That is Philly underscore drugs. And we are out.